Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. I love every time Jamie and Amber sing. I appreciate that so much, and I appreciate the choir special. Thank you, choir, for all the work that you do. I had the privilege of meeting Brother Rust about 25 years ago, and we've been friends ever since. He started a church in Canada, did a great work there. That church continues on to this day, and the Lord moved him down to Toledo, Ohio, where he pastored a church in Toledo, and then the Lord led him to leave that church and join a ministry that he's been a part of for a number of years, being on their board, and that being Baptist Church Planting Ministry. They come alongside churches that want to plant a church, but really don't know how. I mean, I was thinking if we want to start a church over someplace, wherever, you know, they have the expertise, they have the experience, they have the knowledge, and they have resources, which they provide to churches that are starting churches uh, at no cost to that church. They are supported by other churches and other good Christians like you folks and our church right here around the country investing in them. And I am pleased to have Brother Russ with us. I think it's going to be this afternoon that he's going to kind of give us a little more insight into that particular ministry. But let me also say this. I don't know what he's preaching about. I don't know what he's going to be preaching about in Sunday school. I don't know what he's going to preach on now. But I know this. I need to open my heart. If he steps on my toes, God knows I need it. If he encourages me, God knows that I need it. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. Just take a deep breath, relax, open your heart to the Lord. Let the Lord use this man to speak to you this morning. But Rick, we are glad you're here. I'm grateful for your friendship. Amen. Romans chapter 12, please. Romans chapter number 12. You know, when you go to certain churches, well, we go to churches almost every week. We're in one, two, three churches, and uh, we go and we minister. Okay, that's obviously what we do, and uh, get to different churches. We don't know many of the churches we're getting to. Uh, but I'm telling you, this church is an easy church to minister to, but what I want to thank God for, too, is this church you get ministered to while you're here. Amen? And so it, it has been a great blessing to my wife and I, uh, <clears throat> Friday, Saturday, to be with your pastor. But then today, just in this short time, being with you folks here, sharing with your spirit and... Uh, uh, and your desire for the things of God, it, it was, it's been a great blessing and a, and a great joy uh, to be here and to be in God's house and to share this uh, time with you this morning. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1 and 2, familiar passage of scripture, the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now he starts off here, and I'd like to point this out here in verse number 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren. He is talking to God's people here. God's children. Uh, his sons and his daughters. And uh, I remember the first time I came to a Baptist church like this. 
I thought I was one of God's children. And the reason I thought I was one of God's children is because I came up with a very unique way to get to go to heaven. All right? I, I'm a, I was 16. I knew everything. And so I came up with my way to get to heaven. I thought the church I was going to was lying to us. So I came up with a very unique way. Nobody else has ever thought of it. It was, if my good works outweighed my bad works, I'd get to go to heaven. And I honestly thought... I was the first one to come up with that one. <laughs> well, most of the world believes that if your good works outweigh your bad works, you get to go to heaven. And uh, I thank God I came to a church like this one, and they shared with me from God's word how I could know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And at age 16, I trusted Christ as my Savior. And that's when I became a child of God. It's not because I grew up going to church it's not because I did good things. It's not because, you know, I didn't steal or do drugs or, you know, uh, talk bad to my mother that I was going to get to go to heaven. But it's because of Jesus Christ and what he did. He died on the cross, buried, rose again. And I have put my faith and dependence upon him to take me to heaven. And today, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, I'm not, I don't know everyone here, but if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, if you don't know what it means that you can know beyond a shadow of a doubt. I had somebody say to me once, do you think you're going to heaven? I go, yes, I do. And she goes, you really do? I go, yeah, I, I have no doubt that I'm going to heaven. And she thought I was being very arrogant to say, wow, look at me. I know I'm going to heaven. Well, the thing is, arrogance is saying that my good works outweigh my bad works. That's arrogance. But the reason I know I'm going to heaven is because of the principles of God's word. And tr- putting my faith and dependence on Christ and what he did. How is that arrogance of myself when I realize the only way I can go to heaven is because of what another did for me? And today, if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, at the end of the service, I'd encourage you to come and let somebody share with you how you can know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But he goes on here, and this passage of Scripture to God's children uh, can sometimes grate us, all right? It sometimes bothers us. It, uh, maybe you have dedicated your life to the Lord a few times in the past. Uh, maybe you've committed to doing something for God in the past, and you've gotten away from doing those things, and uh, uh, you kind of give up, all right? And you're kind of going your own way. And so you don't like to be reminded of this. You, you don't like to be sometimes reminded to, that maybe we need to renew that commitment or, or that we need to, uh, uh, you know, just rededicate ourselves and, and go on for God. I, I remember reading a book uh, not too long ago about, uh, written by an older man in the Lord and serving God still into his 80s. And, uh, you know, and is talking about, you know, that the game's not over yet, all right? In other words, he's in his 80s, but he's still playing. All right? He's still going. He's still in the game. He's still doing what God would have him to do. And we, we can't give up. We can't quit. And uh, we sometimes need reminding of that. But we see here today a life surrendered to God and to the things of God. But what does it mean? What, what is surrender? Since Christ is all-sufficient, faith also must be all-inclusive. Right? We, we don't just uh, believe God in certain areas or believe in the Bible in certain areas. Uh, right? you know, uh, one thing about the Great Commission, it says that 
uh, in the Great Commission, a church is to teach you to observe all things. Your pastor probably hears this too, that there's, uh, we're being taught today in churches that there are primary principles of God's Word and there are secondary principles of God's Word. And all you have to do is listen to the primary ones and the rest of them you can kind of do with what you want, right? And I'm sure you taught your children that, that these are the three rules in the home you must obey. The rest of the rules in the home you can do what you want. No, you didn't do that, right? <laughs> Every rule in your home uh, was to be followed, right? And uh, God's telling us that we need to observe all things. So when your pastor preaches on something, you might think, oh, I don't know, I don't know. If it's in the Word of God, we need to heed it. And so here he is telling us that we are to present our bodies, and our faith must be all-inclusive. Without this full surrender, frustration and defeat is going to mark your life, all right? Think about your marriage. I somewhat give my heart to my wife. I somewhat love her. Okay? Now, m- none of you ladies would say, you know what? I'm happy with my husband somewhat loving me, somewhat caring for me. <laughs> All right? Amen. Uh, right? Uh, you would want me to say, I totally love my wife. I am dedicated to my wife. Right? We get that. And, and if there's not that kind of a relationship, there's a frustration in our marriage, right? Uh, if my wife loves me on Tuesdays and Thursdays and not the rest of the week, there's frustration that goes along with that. And that's what happens in our Christian walk. We sometimes wonder, why am I frustrated? Why does bitterness come in? Why does sometimes anger come in? Why is there disappointment coming into my Christian life? Uh, you know, I, I love the Lord. I'm saved. I'm a child of God. And it comes to many times because we don't have that full surrender. Now, with this full surrender, revival blessings are going to begin to mark our life. And so we see here, first of all, that we need to give our all to Jesus. The main point of Romans 12, verse 1, is to present your bodies a living sacrifice. All right? In the Old Testament, many of us know that the Old Testament, there was Old Testament sacrifices unto the Lord. They would sacrifice uh, sheep and other uh, animals uh, to, to the Lord, to the worship of the Lord. And it was a complete sacrifice, right? They would come and they would literally uh, cut the uh, jugular vein of a, of a sheep. He would bleed out. He would die. That sacrifice would be given wholly over to the Lord. Some parts of it sometimes would be burnt. And that, uh, that uh, smell of the offering would come up into the nostrils of God as a sweet-smelling savor. So when we understand the word sacrifice... And it says here that you and I are to give our bodies as a living sacrifice. Wow. Amen. Picture in your mind an altar in front of the, uh, the pulpit here. And you are to lay yourself on it and give yourselves. Die to self and give your bodies a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Now that's, that's a commitment, isn't it? That, that, is, that is something. That is... That is, boy, I tell you, that, that is, uh, takes some thought there. Am I really willing to do that? Now, the problem comes is that we say, boy, I have to do this and I have to do that. And if I do this, I'm giving up this and I'm giving up this and I'm giving up this and I'm giving up this. You know, I, got, I said I got saved at age 16. Well, all my brothers and sisters were older and they were into, the, into drinking and different things. I couldn't wait to become an adult. So I could do those things. 
And then I got saved. And thank God, God saved me before I could get into all of those things. I didn't have to worry about all those things in my life. I thank God for that. But many times I go, boy, if I give my whole life to God, I might have to give up this and, and give up that and stop doing that and not be as dedicated to my hobbies or my likes and my interests as much as I want. And I have to give up so much, preacher. You just don't understand this. This giving of our bodies as a living sacrifice is a lot to ask Why on earth should I give this up? Why should I do that? And the problem is, that's how we think. We think that it's us giving everything, us sacrificing everything, and then the question is, what do we get out of it? Well, of course, that is a wrong thinking. Now, giving all is an active presentation uh, that surrenders entirely to Christ's leadership. Has your pastor ever said to you, all right, folks, I have a vision, from God to do something here at the church. Uh, I, I believe as a church we ought to do this. And then he says this. I need you to trust me. Right? And <laughs> Amen. And uh, some of you might be thinking, well, I don't know about this preacher. But what do you do? Because of his leadership, as he's been here a while, and because he's earned your respect, what do you do? You trust him. And see, here God is saying, Give yourselves to me, and in doing so, that is a trust we are putting into him. God, here's my life. Now, the problem is in the past, people say, you know, give your bodies a living sacrifice. Young people, turn your hearts and lives over to God. I don't want to do that. I'm going to end up being a missionary to Africa and being cooked in some pot somewhere and I'll, I'll, I'll die. And I, I don't give that over to God. If I give my heart and life over to God, I can't go golfing ever again. I'll never golf again. I'm not giving my life to God. You know, if I, a young person surrenders life to God to become a church planter or to become a missionary, go to a foreign field or become a pastor here in the United States, well, if I do that, I can't drive a Cadillac or, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. My grandson, four years old, he worships my pickup truck the pastor mentioned earlier all right i own this pickup truck he wants to become a preacher you know why he wants to become a preacher he thinks every preacher drives a ford f50 uh, 350 dually all right and uh, because i do obviously everybody does and uh, so he wants to become a preacher so he can have a an f350 dually all right and so but he's only four when he gets a little older he realizes he's not going to get one uh he might not want to become a preacher and that's the sad thing we think that way i don't want to give my heart and light to god i'm not going to surrender to god why because in doing so is a emplacement of trust god here is my life i'm going to trust you your pastor has said in the past, you guys used to be in a different building. You came to this building, and he says, we're going to raise some money for that, and we're going to sell this building, and you had to put your trust in him. right? You put your trust in him as you took your wallet out, or you, you gave time and energy and effort to help out in the facilities and all those kind of things. right? You had to trust him, and God's saying, listen, trust me. Give me it all. Sacrifice it all. Die to self. And in in that, there's a trust we are placing in God. What is he going to do with it? What is going to happen? What's going to go on in my life if I do that? When you present your all to Jesus as a living sacrifice, you're abandoning yourself to the lordship of Christ. Now, there's one thing, you know, your pastor could say, trust me, and you say, okay. 
And then he takes the first step, and you go, okay, yeah, we're with that. And all of a sudden, the second step, you go, I'm not sure about that. The third step, you're getting really concerned. And by step four, uh, the deacons and the men of the church are sitting down in the pastor's office, right? Okay, we got to change this, all right? And, And that can happen humanly. But what God's asking for, we don't get to sit in God's office and complain. He's saying, give it all. Trust me. Turn your life over to me. We abandon us. We abandon our desires, our lives, our goals, our vision for us, and saying, God, I'm going to trust you by putting our bodies a living sacrifice unto the Lord. And that's why it's so hard. That's why it's so difficult. It's easy to read this verse of Scripture. Most of you know this verse of Scripture. But on a daily basis, how many times are we laying that body as a living sacrifice unto the Lord? Now Christ, we need to now take also Christ all to us. In verse number 2, the main point of verse 2 is this, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now he says in verse number 1 that you are to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Okay. Then he goes on in verse number 2, be not conformed. So okay, here you hear this all the time, right? Especially teenagers, you young people, you need to... Give your hearts and lives over to God, and don't you be conformed to this world. Now, I got saved in the early 80s, right? Some of you who are my age know what the music of the day was, all right? The, the, the groups that were out there and all of that stuff. And I made this statement before I got saved. What would life be like without rock music? I couldn't envision that. I couldn't, I couldn't understand that. I, I couldn't imagine giving up rock music. All right, I had friends who would sit in the back. You, know, you remember the cars, right? You still hear them today at the stop signs, right? Stop light. We were one of them. All right? And my friends with their ears, hands over their ears on top of the speaker, blasting it into their heads. All right? Uh, you wonder why most people our age have ringing ears. Uh, it's not because of old age, all right? It's because we're dumb teenagers, all right? And. Uh, all of that's going on. And again, I said, what would life be like without rock music? So here God's saying, give your bodies over to me and don't be transformed to this world. And we go, oh, here we go. I got to give up my music. I got to give up the way I like to dress. I, I got to give up my entertainment. I got to give up this. So now God's asking me to give myself up. I got to stop being like this world. I've got to make all of these changes it's, I got to do this, and I got to do that. And then he goes on, and it says again uh, in verse 2, um, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, I have got to change my thinking now. I have, I've sacrificed, I've given up all the good things in life, and now I've got to convince myself that living the Christian life is better than what I had. Living a dedicated life to God is, is so much better. So I just got to go home and lay in bed at night saying, this is better, this is better, this is better, this is better. And eventually, when that happens, eventually I'll, I'll fool myself and I'll believe that living the Christian life is better and I can now smile and say, wow, the hymns we sang this morning were much better than Super Tramp. All right? Some of you know what I'm talking about, all right? Some of you might say, huh? But anyhow, all right? And uh, we've convinced ourselves of that. Well, that is so far removed from what God is talking about in this passage of Scripture. We look at it as, 
I have to give my life. I have to give up. I have to transform. It's I'm doing all of this stuff. And if I do all of this stuff, maybe things will turn out right. But taking Christ all to you, trusting him to give to you, this take all is an allowing, allowing God to transform you. So what is happening here is, verse 1, present your body as a living sacrifice. He goes on to verse 2 and says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what God is offering here is a trade. All right? Uh, he, is, he is saying here, Give me your heart. Give me your life. Lay yourself upon the altar and trust me. Give yourself to me. And then what he does is he transforms you. See, as we give our hearts and lives to God. Now again, I was an unsaved teenager looking forward to being of legal age. All right, looking forward to the things of this world, uh, loved the music of the world, loved all of those things. All right, it was part of who I was. All right, 80s men, you remember, shoulder length hair, parked down the center, the big wings on the side. Uh, wasn't it great? No, don't laugh, ladies, you had those great big shoulder pad football dresses on. All right, and uh, so anyhow, perms. All right, and uh, you know, that was life. I was living it. 16, whole life ahead of me. If you'd have told me at age 16 I'd be doing all this stuff and have a Baptist haircut and <laughs> singing hymns and all of that stuff. And you know what? I don't desire this world's music. I don't desire those things. What happened? What took place? As we give our hearts and lives to God, we are surrendering to him. We are entrusting his lordship in our lives. Now, what does that mean? I've given my heart and life to God. So God says in his word, I am to go to church. So I go to church. God says in his word, I am to read the Bible. So I read my Bible. God says I need to pray. So I pray. God says I'm to go soul winning. I go soul winning. Uh, God says I'm to love others. So I try and love others. Amen. And, and there's so many things that we are taught to learn from the word of God and so I've given my heart and life to him, and then he now comes along and transforms my mind. He renews my mind. He's the one who changes us. He's the one who makes us think differently. Now, I was saying to pastor, I said, you know, we sold our house, 2,300 square foot house, and bought a trailer, a fifth wheel trailer, 410 feet with the slides out, all right? Uh, we, 410 feet of trailer. I'll tell you, I was a little nervous. I used to go to work every day for eight hours and come home. It's now 24-7, me and my wife in 400 square feet, all right? And we haven't killed each other in the first two years, all right? That's a good thing, all right? I drive down the highway now, and I drive by some beautiful subdivisions of homes. Beautiful homes. We've been to California, Texas, all over the place. Beautiful homes. And you know what I do? I look at those homes and say, how do people live like that? I honestly do. I go, I couldn't, I would not want to go back to that. I would not want to live like that again. 
And you know what? It took me a year to surrender to God to do what I was supposed to do and stop pastoring and move away from my kids and my grandkids and, and live in a trailer and travel the world or travel the country. But guess what? God changes us. And he said, the Bible says that as we give our hearts and lives to God, he will give us the desires of our heart. Well, my desire is to have a Lamborghini. Well, guess what? You give your heart and life to God. Guess what he gives you desire for? To live in a 400 square foot RV and travel the country. Now, if God leads us down the road to uh, maybe be more stationary and get a house, I'm sure I'd be happy living in a house again. But I'm fine with that. I used to love going golfing all the time. I don't get to go golfing that much anymore. I'm traveling, I'm doing this, doing that. I, have, I, I packed my golf clubs in the RV, couldn't wait for pastors to invite me golfing. Two years, not one time have I been invited to go golfing yet. All right? and, and I don't care. I'm not like, woohoo, I don't get to golf. Right? Why? Because God transforms our thinking. Folks, it's not all one way. The problem we have with this passage of Scripture is, i got to give, i got to transform, I've got to give up the world. I've got to do all of these things. And if I do all of those things right, maybe I'll be happy at the end of my days. No, God said, give me your heart. Give me your life. And I will transform you. And that's why missionaries can come here with a smile on their face saying, I'm going to Africa. And that's why a young man could say, I'm going to leave my family and go to California. I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to go to Alaska and plant a church. I, I'm going to go off to Bible college and train for ministry. I, I, I'm going to uh, marry a, a, a pastor and, and serve God and, and do these things. And you're thinking, well, man, you could, have, you could have had the world at your fingertips. You could have been a lawyer. You could have been a doctor. You could have made millions. But God gives us the desires of our hearts because he changes us. And when God changes us and God works through us, we're going to be smiling. We're going to be happy. We're going to be praising the Lord. Because he has transformed our minds. Are you willing this morning to present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto him? Let me just close with this one thought at the end of verse 1, which is your reasonable service. We sometimes think, of, boy, that young man who surrendered to go to Bible college and preach, what a super Christian. We think of that young lady that you know, is going to go off and with her husband to the mission field and say, wow, is she something special. God says giving your life to him is reasonable. It's something every one of us should be doing. Again, folks, if we had churches across this country laying their bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto the Lord, just think what could be accomplished for the cause of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you for this time again in your word. I pray you'd help us to grow in grace, knowledge of our Lord and Savior. I thank you in Christ's precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's word. If you have any questions about Myo Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.